good morning, evening, afternoon, depending on when you listen to this. I said that in the wrong order, but we're going to move on past it. Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the EO. Thank you for tuning in on this very special episode. It is Halloween, Halloween 2022. And we got a really interesting conversation. And I want to go ahead and get straight into it because we got a lot to debunk and uncover here. This talk, Halloween ends. Um, and disclaimer, if you have not seen it yet, uh, you probably do not want to listen to this episode because I'm going to talk about some things from the film. And if you don't want spoiler alerts, I'd suggest turning it off now. But if you have already watched it and if you are outraged, then I want to see if I can change your mind as far as the opinion. So Halloween ends. Um, in my opinion, a great movie. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, they took a very different approach from what I think people were expecting, which is why it's gotten so much flack because it was like, oh, well, it's, it's you know, it was kind of, I'm not going to say Michael wasn't, a, and we're talking about Michael Myers. I'm not going to say Michael Myers wasn't a key player in this, but he definitely had more of a supportive role, honestly. Um. I want to talk about three characters. We're going to talk about Michael Myers himself. We're going to talk about Lois Strode. And we're going to talk about Corey. And I cannot remember his last name. So we're just going to call him Corey. Uh, and how they, you know, interact in this story. Okay. First and foremost, this was nothing more than a tribute to the entire Halloween franchise, right? Um, there are so many different Easter eggs in this film and like different suggestions of how, you know, this all started. Let's talk about Corey, okay? Uh, Corey was kind of shy, um, didn't really, you know, talk to people. He kind of timid, but he also had huge, huge amounts of anger. He had very bad anger issues. And I wish, wish someone had have saw that early on, then they may have been able to prevent everything that happened. But um, this is just textbook, textbook writing here of how they um, connected the dots between him and Michael Myers. So you think about it, you know, Michael Myers, shy, timid, um, was being picked on in school, right? And then his family, his household at home, wasn't really good either. Um, and the same can be said with Corey. His family was kind of dysfunctional, just like Michael's was, which is why they kind of bonded in a sense. Anyway, but, you know, when he accidentally killed that kid at the very beginning of the scene, you know, that was the framework for how they wanted to carry Michael Myers' legacy, right? I um, mean, you see him develop and start to essentially become the new version of Michael Myers, the younger version, I guess you could say. Um, and it all starts when he is, you know, pushed off in, into the, uh, into the, I don't know, I guess you could say, not valley. Anyway, anyway, like when he was dragged off into the tunnel uh, and Michael Myers grabs him and you see all of those flashbacks of, you know, what happened prior and Michael Myers actually go. And this is not the first time we've seen that happen. If you recall, 
I think it was Halloween four or five when Michael was hunting his niece. And when she touched him, you know, first of all, he got up and like, you know, got up after being shot or run over actually. And then later on in the movie, at the very end, you see her kill her babysitter. And she essentially takes on the essence of Michael Myers. And I don't know what that's about personally, but there's just something about Michael Myers and his presence that can, and I'm not going to say it seeks evil because she wasn't necessarily evil, right? But it's some some type of possession that he has over people. Um, and it was a similar situation with Corey. And, you know, after that exchange, you saw him start to develop and really harness in on the fact of, you know, he's able to kill people. And, you know, he wasn't really comfortable at the start, but as the movie progresses, we see him start to get even more comfortable. But this is also a brilliant way of writing it because he's not exactly Michael Myers. He's more rash. He's more um, impatient with his kills, right? We see that when they head to the doctor's house. And he's killing the doctor, very brutal, but right? But he's not afraid of being seen, and he's not afraid of someone knowing their identity. Most likely because he understood that Michael Myers was in the house, ready to kill the nurse. But think about it. different approaches, similar mo, different approaches, and that to me that's just brilliant. You know, let's go to the gas station, not the gas station, the radio uh, station, where him and Lori's granddaughter is sitting on the thing, right, and he. I don't. I think he like climbs off, and then he ends up falling to the ground. And then he does Michael's traditional sit up, his iconic sit up. I'd rather say, you know, those are just the key key distinctions of as we started to develop, right? But then, towards the end of the movie, when he takes the mask, when he's got Michael's mask, that's when he fully becomes a copycat of him. He's more methodical. He's very careful now. Um, still, still as aggressive as he was, right? But he's he's very careful with the details. My favorite, and I shouldn't say this because it sounds really weird, but my favorite kill out of the movie was with the radio host. You know, even though it was really quick to the point, but the the cutting of the tongue, that's what did for me, you know, that's, those are details that you wouldn't think about, um, because he could have easily bashed the skull in, but that cutting of the tongue is what really sealed the deal. So, people are hating on the fact that Michael Myers was not a key player, but essentially he was, because you had the opportunity to see him in his younger years and him develop, right? And to me, that was, you know, it was truly amazing to see that. Now, let's talk about Lori Strode, right? She did also didn't have too much of a role here, although she recognized very early on where Corey was going and what direction he was going in. They had that encounter back at the house uh, where she was breaking things down and was pretty much warning him that we're not going down this, we're not going to do this again, you know? And if she hadn't got out, Corey was going to attempt to kill her as well. But Lori 
the reason I like her character in this is because not only does she manage to get rid of, you know, Michael Myers, but she also manages to eliminate any, you know, threat or idea of this happening ever again. You know, uh, brilliant work from her personally, faking him out, making him think that she had shot herself. And it's really funny, in, in my opinion, right? He's done all this and he's made all these kills. You know, he's gotten his, you know, weight up, I guess you could say. And he doesn't realize that Michael Myers has been trying to kill the same person for 44 years and has failed. And he thought on night one of him starting his warpath, he was going to do it. Absolutely not. And then we can talk about the fight scene between her and Michael. And there's there's some iconic, one, one specific iconic event. Well, two that I want to mention, but the first one, think about the needle that he shoved into her ear, right? Go back to the very first Halloween uh, by John Carpenter. You know, how the, the looking at the, the knitting needle, uh, how she uses it against him, right? It's just those little Easter eggs that really ties the film together. Um, and then I also want to bring attention to, you know, him grabbing her at the very end, right? We see the same thing that happened with Corey happened to her. She goes back to the very beginning and all these events came back to her. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. At that moment, I think she was ready for it all to be over, right? If that makes sense. Everyone in the town hated her just as much as her brother. Everyone hated her because of all the deaths that came because of her, right? And I think she was at a point where it was like, you know, even if this ends, things will never go back because of all the damage that was done. And she figured that, well, if they both died, then that would be the end of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. My voice almost was definitely there. That would be the end of it, and we wouldn't have to worry about anything else. But... When she paraded his body right after she had killed him, thanks to her granddaughter, whose name I can't mention, which is why I keep calling her granddaughter. That parade, that showcasing of, yes, I did this. You know, that was basically writing off, like writing the movie out, writing out this lineage, this saga, I guess you could say, not just for her sake and not just for Michael's, but for the people all the people that had been harmed and affected, this was like their, their, her saying, this is the nail in the coffin, this is the end of it, and we're, we're moving on past it from this point. Now, do I think it's the end? Yes, for this specific chapter. Now, if someone wanted to adapt or change or edit or whatever on their own time, then I think they could do it. I don't think it would be as effective, but I think people would be invested in it. But as an ending to this legendary saga, I would say that they did a fantastic job despite um, all the flack that they were getting. So 
overall, to me, like I said, a fantastic movie. I think they really hit the nail and uh, nail on the head here with how they presented it, how they made everyone appear, uh, and things like that. Could have been better, sure. I'm sure you could have added something or added a little bit, a few more elements to make it, you know, that much better. But you know, I understand. I understand why it was done. I understand how it was done and stuff like that. But it was definitely a movie that I uh, thoroughly enjoyed. And hopefully when people start and like look back at it, it's like, oh yeah, I see why they would have went with this direction. Maybe they'll enjoy it a little bit more. But I appreciate you tuning in on this very special Halloween edition. Um, like I said, super fun movie to watch. Um, and yeah, that's all I got for you. Appreciate you tuning in.